Welcome to It Sounded Like a Good Idea at the Time, the weekly podcast where we discuss whatever life is throwing at us. And frankly, life has thrown a lot at us this year. Uh-huh. Uh, we're... <laughs> Did you like that one? Yep, that was good. I liked it. It was good. Good, good, good. Uh, There's so much pressure to record these intros, but I never think about it until I hit record. And so then I'm like, oh, this was a mistake. You do better than me. I would simply freeze, as we all know. Well, that is why I've been doing them for the last two years. Two and a half years. (laughs) By the by, uh, we're two non-experts talking about whatever. (laughs) My name's Caroline. And I'm Hannah. And we're so glad you joined us today. Yeah. Happy will be Wednesday. Uh, Happy coming out day two days late. I believe today, Monday is national coming out day. So it's something that you have celebrated in your life or if you're thinking about it or keeping it to yourself, whatever is best for you. Happy it overall. Happy day. Yes, and not happy Christopher Columbus Day. So uh, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I you hope you have burned white males to the ground. Right, two days ago. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Did you see that the White House released a statement like reaffirming Columbus Day based on, <laughs> of course, based did. on the fact that uh, our friend Sarah sent it to me, and she's like, "You're about to rage." <laughs> <laughs> Donald <laughs> Trump's like, uh, "I know Christopher Columbus, real nice guy, real, uh, yeah, exactly. real good Top fellow." Line, he's like, he's like, radical extremists are trying to erase American history. History. Christopher sure. Columbus was one of the greatest men. He's a credit to Italian Americans. He's all these things and talking <laughs> about how he's like a literally great man. And I'm like, objectively speaking, like, even if you're like of the mindset that like, oh, okay, sure. He was a bad guy, but it's a different time. Like, you know, some people say that like different yeah, times, like rape and murder age differently. Sometimes sure. it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like fine. He, genocide, like, fine sometimes. Right. Like objectively, he writes about doing those things. <laughs> yes. Um I saw this like Twitter thread today that was great. It was like, here are the 10 reasons why Christopher Columbus is garbage. And right. it was like excerpts from his letters, like of right. he, he raping children. Yeah. And it's like, like yeah. very like, mutilating people. Like it was so violent. Like this is not like, oh, some people think he was aggressive. Like he was an objectively <laughs> bad person. And President right. Trump. Some people don't agree with his his means of settling a country. And right. it's like, yeah, like, no, he right. like wiped out a race nearly. A so of them. Like so many people, like millions and millions of people. Anyway, so there's that. Um, happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Let's get that going. I mean, not you and I. It's already, we are not responsible for. <laughs> no, I think, I do <laughs> think speaking of, speaking of, the white race and things we've done. I think that really kicking off indigenous people's day should be it. Exactly. You're, you know, what? my idea, I thought of it. <laughs> Sorry, indigenous people will give you the voice that you so desperately need. I will let you have my mic. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I hope this is very clear that this is all in jest. I hope. I hope. I hope. Yeah. We're canceled now. Exactly. So we can talk about whatever we want exactly. now. Exactly. Um, um, so what did you like about Christopher Columbus? Now that it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Is he, is he, or is he not your hero? <laughs> your, yeah. Italian Americans, do you feel great about Christopher Columbus? Cause that was a big part of the <laughs> proclamation was like Italian Americans are embarrassed by the treatment of Christopher Columbus today. <laughs> oh boy. I bet he had a good sense of humor though. Uh, yeah, probably so. He seems like a real hoot. But anyway, um, uh, another cool thing I just read. I don't know why I said another. Columbus is not cool. (laughs) While we're celebrating evil, here's another one. Here's the opposite of that. Um, In 2021, we're getting a Miss Marvel film. Do you know Miss Marvel? 
Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Uh, first on-screen Muslim superhero movie. So that'll That's be super amazing. cool. Hassan um, got me those comic books for Christmas. Oh, I think I mentioned that before on this podcast. Um, like two or three years ago, he got me a couple of the comics of hers. And so that'll be a really cool film, I think. Like young adult, like she's a teen. So... For That's great. People like me to watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. We are about to start. Speaking of female characters, heroes, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> we're about to start the Netflix series Ratchet. Have you, you are? seen this? Yes. yes, I couldn't. I cannot. I know I can't watch it. It's going to be too. Gruesome. I have no idea. I don't I know. David um, had me watch uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest last night. I'd never seen it before. Oh yeah, is which that, is what it's based off of. Oh, I watched that a thousand years ago in college in a film class. Oh yeah, so he he watched it a thousand years ago, literally, because he's old for <laughs> when he was a young um, adult. <laughs> yes, when he was my age um, <laughs> for a psychology class, and uh, we watched it, and it was shocking. But I, he wanted me to see like who the character was based on. So right, right. I think it's going to be pretty gruesome. Is Sarah it Ryan Paulson? Murphy? Yeah, yeah. She's the main character. She's fantastic. Like she's wonderful in everything that she's in. Yeah. I saw a thing on Instagram that was like maybe Mindy Kaling posted that was just oh it might have been on comments by celebs of uh-huh. um like celebrating every character that Sarah Paulson has played. Right. So um, good. Yeah, I until you just said that, I forgot that Ryan Murphy did it. And other Doesn't than Glee, he, he tends to, to to be a bit dark. Right. So Doesn't he do American Horror Story? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which Sarah Paulson is also. Right, exactly. Um well I, uh, my brother-in-law made me sit down and watch the first few minutes of the boys, um, oh, yes. over the weekend. I was about to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. So, and I was like hooked immediately. So like Were a, couple you? Of, okay, yeah, good. a couple of people message as well. Um, one of our friends messaged me and was like, no, watch it. It's not going to be like the kind of like gruesome that I feel like ratchet is going to be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah it that, is but, like, but it was like immediately like so gory in the beginning, but in a way that I'm like, what? <laughs> like it was just like yeah, it's like I don't know how to describe it's like comic gore where it's like exactly, exactly. Yeah. you would just never fear that that would happen to you but it's, it's almost like Watchmen like a comic yeah. type like in, in that Watchmen was also like pretty gruesome but there was like with, with the exception of like a couple scene I'm talking about the first movie actually I guess and the TV show now that I think about it um, it's like this isn't realistic at all so yeah, well, we just finished last night. So um, Prime had released the first three episodes a few weeks ago, and then we're dropping single episodes. Oh, season um, two. Season two. Okay. We didn't know how many episodes there were, and then we're saddened to discover that last night was, or Friday night's episode, was the season finale. Oh, man. So how many are there episodes? Eight. Only oh, eight in season yeah. two. But, you know, I don't know if it was so affected much- by okay. COVID or... It, so I don't know if it was affected by COVID, their filming, or if they were only planning eight episodes. Well, but, how many oh, are in the first season? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember that. That was a long time ago. I just love that shows are not like rushing to do a ton of episodes because they tell such... Like the stories are so much better that way. Like they're not like drawn out and stuff like that. So I'm excited well, to you, get into this. Yeah, if you have watched The Boys, as you watch it, you, Hannah, please message me as you watch it. I have to talk about it. If you have completed season two, absolutely message me so we can talk about the finale because holy bananas. I just need to talk about it. I got to watch. I got to watch it immediately. I still haven't finished Money Heist or Away because I've been reading and um, 
I guess I just haven't been watching that much TV and like not like new TV. <laughs> Obviously well, we watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine every day. Well, sure. Uh, just like we do with The Office. But mm-hmm. um, we also accidentally finished Imposters. Um, oh, right. We finished their season two, loved it. Um, and I was thinking that there was a season three that maybe was airing currently on Bravo because I realized it's a Bravo oh. show, not um, a Netflix original. Um, but season three was canceled. So oh, it's bummer. just season two and that's it. And I, that was COVID related. So many No, things. you should. It ends satisfyingly. Okay. It's like, it doesn't just end and you're like, you would love to see them continue the story, but you're not like unfulfilled right. that they don't. Okay. Okay, cool. So anyway, that was that. But speaking of reading, I have been devouring a book that I actually wanted almost to delay recording so I could finish it. Um, and I have loved a lot of books, but this one is excellent. It is called The Family by Marissa Kinnerson. Yes. Um, it is in the cult genre <laughs> tends to be my favorite as it turns out um but it is everyone listening i'm sure <laughs> yeah i did text a friend yes another friend don't be jealous yeah and i was like literally unacceptable and i was like if novels about cults interest you and then i was like this is a terrible lead-in like if because this <laughs> feels very specific but if you're it is very very good for information to join <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. Um, so the family, Marissa Kinnerson, it is available on Kindle Unlimited. So but not another plug. On our library. We really, me comparing anything to Kindle Unlimited is making our library seem real shabby, which it is not. It we is. have a great library. I mean, it could be better. There's nothing on it. <laughs> and everything we, I go for, it. it's like you have to wait three years to, to read this book. <laughs> I have a feeling that this one won't be on the long hold list if they have it at all, but... Because again, I don't know how popular cult fiction is, but you know. Well, maybe I can get it in real book form, but real books are such a drag. I just, I can't read them at the nighttime. I can't just throw them in my bag to read for like two (laughs) minutes here and there. (laughs) Well, um, I could give you my Kindle Unlimited login and you can just enjoy it that way. This is intriguing because I don't want to support Jeff Bezos, but I do want all of your (laughs) Amazon devices logins. (laughs) And this is the first evidence of our scam and our white collar crime. (laughs) So. I still need some of these products, as I told our good friend Chris when she hawked a pair of Amazon sweatpants, which I hawked back in January on our website. Uh, But at the same time, I still greatly dislike Jeff Bezos. So I don't know. I'm in the middle of I'm in the middle of a self uh, reckoning here. (laughs) Well, have you started shopping for Christmas? No, definitely not. I, I wanted to and I wanted to be like you and it didn't happen. Okay, well, I was going to say I have started shopping for Christmas. <laughs> so to answer that, okay, I have. And um, I have decided, we've talked about this. If you've listened at all through a annual cycle, you know that the end of year is very expensive for us because we have a, two birthdays and Christmas all slap dab in there. Um, so I've started buying one gift for each girl every week so it keeps it equal (laughs) so I'm trying to keep it pretty like so one girl doesn't suddenly have a ton and then I forget that the other one doesn't mainly my middle child bless her heart Um, (laughs) but man am I grateful for Amazon which I never thought I would say but boy does it make gift buying so easy right it really does and I really I think this year I'm really going to try and shop small more that's probably why like I really want to go to like local shops and find Mm -hmm. stuff 
Um, but I don't know how I'm going to do that with like my kids. Like I don't, That's they don't the do, trouble. Like toy stores are not a thing anymore. Bookstore. I could do bookstores cause I like to get there books. Is, there is an excellent toy store I've never been to, but, um, it gets rave reviews on Facebook in Cotswold called toy mania and oh. they will do curbside pickup. You can go in and play. They have lots of different things, but it's one of the only independent toy stores. Okay. Well, Charlotte. that's good to know. I'll have to, uh, so Barnes and Noble is now basically a Toys R Us, which is. Oh, right. Yeah. Ugh. Um, yeah, I, I just, I'm like, if I'm going to. I don't know. I just want to try and put my money where my mouth is. It's not always possible. And sometimes you just have to do what's easier. So, well, I have forgotten to put any values on anything of myself. So I'm happy <laughs> to just choose convenience. Um, I, one of my clients is a local boutique. If that, I said that funny, a local boutique. Um, if you are local to our area, please shop Southern Style and Waxaw. It's a yeah. wonderful store. Um, yeah, I, I am I trying to around there for, I want to say like an hour and a half just looking at everything. I'm like, yes, she has such, all these things. <laughs> she has such a good eye for what to buy. So I did get my mother-in-law a gift there, my grandmother-in-law a gift there, um, and I'll get David some things there as well. So I'm trying to supplement there when I'm already there. But right. Amazon for the kids is basically where it, where it is for me this year. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Ahead of the game on that. Um, I've I've started making a list like. When I when oh, they mention great. things or whatever, like I'll write it down. The same for everyone in my family. We usually do Secret Santa for all the adults, but this year we decided to scrap that and just buy what we can because every single person in my family, except one of my brothers and my parents, have like bought a new house or moved out on their own. <laughs> this oh in yeah, the so I'm like, all of us have a lot of expenses. Let's just do what we can. Everyone gets checks mixed this year. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, we're going to do that. And uh, I'm just kind of keeping anytime anyone says anything, I like make a quick no. I'm probably not subtle about it at all. <laughs> hey, say that one more. And you spell that how? Which color? Like just, you know, haha. What color? Like if you had to pick a color, what color of that would you well, want? The, down, the downside of Amazon shopping where it sounded like a good idea at the time is I just keep a tab open on my computer at all times, right. like with Amazon in my cart or Amazon. And, you know, it always shows like things related to what you just searched. And yeah. so the number of times already the girls have been like, what's that? Oh, no. He'll be at that. And yeah, I'm like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Like, yeah. it is, and I'm like, okay, how long is their memory? Right, like at this age, exactly. will they know how I explain this? You know, like, uh, and so I'm constantly stressed out about what's at my computer, even if I'm not at it and it's asleep, Jane Ellis climbs up and turns it on. And I'm like, they are going to discover all of this before it's right, even Exactly. Before they can even find it in your closet. <laughs> Which they absolutely will. For sure. Um, well, uh, the debate, the vice president debate last week. Did you watch that? I did not. I thought it was I really good. Did you watch that first my house. You what? No, I, I said I purged my house oh, and all of our toys right. instead. Yes. Um, um, and that so good. it was wonderful. Uh, and I really didn't even look at recaps of it. It's funny. You and Chris sent over your thoughts as you were watching it. Uh -huh. um, and then friends of other political affiliations sent over their thoughts. And so it was funny to compare and contrast like what bias you're looking through to observe it, you know, and right. what the takeaways were because they were in stark contrast to one another. Right. Um, I think that, I, I mean, they both, I feel like did exactly as they expected. Like, um, what's his name did a good job in that he's fine with just like telling lies. <laughs> like he's, 
he does what he does best. I mean, he does, he does well because he's in contrast to Trump. So like with anyone, you're like, Oh, wow, great. You did a really great job. So he's got that going for him. <laughs> um, but Kamala Harris, I, I didn't, I don't know if I, I think I texted you this. Um, I voted for Elizabeth Warren in the primaries. I love Elizabeth Warren. And I wasn't like gung ho on Kamala Harris. Um, I've since done a lot of research and on her and like her uh, record and all that. So given that, and then watching the debate, I am gung ho for Kamala Harris. Okay. I really love her. I think she will be a great president one day. So <laughs> you heard it here. You heard yeah, it here. Yeah, it's probably not first, but yeah, you heard yeah. it here. You heard it here. Just like Indigenous Peoples Day. So um, <laughs> groundbreaking content exactly. every week. Exactly. Um, yeah, I will continue not to watch the debates. Um, well, thankfully, the president made that decision for me this week mm, when right. he pulled out of a virtual event. Which right. you know, sure, we're all, we all have Zoom fatigue. I don't. I get it, sir. We're the same. I, I also have canceled Zoom meetings because why? Um, <laughs> so again, speak, meeting me where where I am exactly. is Donald Trump. Exactly. Um, that's I'm courting your vote. <laughs> that's right. I still have my ballot here. It hasn't been sent off yet, so I could go either way. But yes. um, you know, I I get why we have debates. I think that you mentioned it a couple of weeks ago that there's probably a very small number of people who actually watch the debate to see where they should stand on issues or how they should vote. Mm -hmm. Instead, I think it almost makes a mockery of our system because Mm -hmm. it essentially right now is TV ratings and that's it. And I think candidates on either side come in knowing that and knowing that in the new cycle that we have, things that they say will become memes or GIFs or whatever, like headlines of a BuzzFeed listicle. Um, And so I don't think that we get anything genuine or anything authentic whatever side that it is. I do think the vice presidential debate seemed to actually answer more questions about policies than the presidential debate did. So um, that's fine. But I would like to see us maybe, I don't know, get a little more innovative about how we present our candidates, because I think you can walk away feeling like uh, this is all, it all just feels kind of like, for instance, there were a couple things. Um, Obviously it was much better. Uh, Pence interrupted Kamala quite a bit. Um, And so that was annoying. But like, so they start out in the beginning and the moderator was like, everyone has agreed to the rules. Like it seemed like she was essentially saying, we're not going to have a show like we did last time Mm -hmm. of like chaos and everyone interrupting. But then she doesn't really like, they don't really do anything to enforce the rules. So like both of them went over a couple of times and I get like, you have, you really should be able to finish your sentence. Like, everyone should be able to finish their sentences, but, and they both did get almost exactly equal minutes talking. Like at Mm -hmm. the end they were, they both got like 36 minutes and like 60 or 70 seconds, something like that. But, um, there was a lot of things that I'm like, why are you like a lot of times she would ask a question, the moderator, and she wrote these questions. And, um, for instance, Pence would say, I'm actually going to go back and answer another thing. So he would avoid a, uh, both, oh, that both question. avoid a yeah. question that she asked that probably wouldn't have. I mean, I don't know. They both avoided the question on have you talked to the president about like their health as they grow old? I didn't think that was a really useful question. Like there's already a series of things in place for that. We don't need to mm-hmm. know like. Then we also know it's two old white men. Like it's right, two old right. men. There's no surprise there. Right. Neither of them really came out and said like, yes, 
Joe and I talked about when we die. <laughs> right. Like, and I, so like, shocker, our plan is that I would become president. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like there's already, vice president, I would be willing to step up. Right. Like there's already a transfer of powers plan. So I thought that was pointless anyway, but there were several times where she would ask a question and he would say, I'm actually going to go back and answer something else. And one time she'd even said, we we need to move on for time. So then she moved on and asked a question and he still went back. So I'm like, What's the point? Like, no one has to answer anyway. Yeah. And Kamala, you know, there were things that she didn't answer directly as well because whatever, like, they both have campaign lines that they're not going to cross. Sure. They both feel, you know, they both aren't going to say every single little secret. Like, this isn't like we're getting secrets divulged. I would so. love to know if, if you watched, if, I feel like we have lost universally uh, the ability to watch someone that we disagree with and also then validate something that they did as good or bad. Like, I feel like everyone watching feels like, okay, I'm going to come out stronger as a hype girl for the candidate that I like. And so therefore what I watch from the other candidate is going to be negative. I would love to know if somebody watched and said, I really expected to dislike Pence very much, but it turns out he presented well and I don't feel that way. Well, it's um, hard. Did it the other way around. Right. But it's hard because um, it's not just Republican or Democrat right now. Like mm-hmm. one, it's, you know, it's not like Kamala Harris and John McCain were up there to use the exact same analogy people use for like the last real Republican. Like yeah. one person is up there saying everyone should have rights and the other person is not saying that. And like not yeah. so like one person, one side is definitively wrong about human rights and about a lot mm-hmm. of things. And like one side has okayed children being in cages and the other side is like coming out against it. Like the, you are definitively wrong. It isn't like, like, you know how I firmly believe there shouldn't be billionaires. <laughs> okay. Well, like, that's, <laughs> that's obviously like, that's like something in a debate you could talk about and be like, Oh, someone could talk me out of that or whatever. Oh yeah. There should be billionaires. Right. See? Okay. Well, there shouldn't be. So I, w- I was kidding. No one can talk me out of it. <laughs> done and now we can go watch a fun tv show but like i can talk about like they could talk about that and it'd be like okay whatever like you know like the economy yeah. and stuff like that but like when we're talking about like should people have access to health care should women have access to any kind of health care they need should they be able to make the decision that they need for their bodies um you know things about immigrant like these things are not like I don't know. One of you falls on the wrong side of history here mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And it's hard to, it's hard to keep going with this statement that like, well, you know, I don't like either one of them. So oh, it's also frustrating. Like, yeah, it is difficult because I think for a long time, a lot of people have um, tried to keep like emotion out of politics and voted more in some textbook or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know the right word, like intellectual sense. I'm not sounding intellectual saying this, but (laughs) it feels like emotions aren't necessarily a place in politics, but we're just at a different point now. And I think where I have struggled and we obviously talked about this a lot in a, in a past episode, but feeling that kind of conflict of, okay, my, my emotions are here to play now because human issues are a real issue. They are still political issues. Mm -hmm. Even if financially or economically, I skew much more conservative. Mm -hmm. Where does that leave a voter like me? And then what becomes more important? Because in my (laughs) belief too, the Mm -hmm. economy and strength of an economy 
is as important to me personally as it is to a group of people that I don't affect my day to day, which sounds so crass. And that's not what I mean. I don't mean it in that way, but it is difficult and neither candidate can really answer that. And Mm -hmm. it's and that is, as we've talked about a failure of the two party system of where, where then is there an intersection? Because I have to vote against one of the things that I feel strongly right. about, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's, that's, and, that's and a so debate true. doesn't answer that oh, because yeah. it, it's all, it's all for show. I mean, totally. you know what I, it's yeah. hard. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. Um, not about billionaires, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, when they write me a check for just being me, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Number one Jeff Bezos is Caroline. <laughs> Here I am, sir. <laughs> exactly. Uh, should we take a break? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, October is Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the official title? I think so. World Mental Health. I think yesterday uh, was World Mental Health Day, but I think the entire month is Mental Health Awareness Month. Okay. We obviously as a podcast want to normalize talking about mental health. And right. so you hear Hannah talking about her medication a lot throughout <laughs> all of our episodes. Felt very pointed, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you for doing the heavy lifting is what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> um, but we wanted to spend an episode um, really talking more about it, both with each of our individual experiences with mental health ups mm-hmm. and downs. And then, really our experience watching somebody go through mental health, the ups and downs and what that has been like. Um, and it's funny, I, we had just decided this topic today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that either of us had to do much prep for it because we both feel pretty strongly about talking about it. Right. Um, but right, right before we started recording, I was helping Norba finish up some schoolwork and she was getting everything right, but she gets really frustrated with her handwriting. Right. Um, Join the team, Norba. <laughs> so she kept like making this growling sound and like hitting her pencil real hard with her book. And I was like, what is, what's going on? Like, why are you getting so frustrated? And she's like, I don't know. I don't understand. Like, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. So I was like, okay, let's stop and take a breath and tell me what your brain is saying to you, which tends to like help her figure out how to say it. Like, I think she just gets overwhelmed with like generally what's wrong. Right. Um, So I was like, well, tell me what your brain is telling you. And she's like, that I'm not doing this perfectly and I'm not doing it well enough, which was so like heartbreaking to hear an almost six-year-old tell you, but then also relate to, Mm -hmm. well, I kind of feel that way every single day, but I wanted to affirm like, let me talk to your brain because you are doing it well. Like the whole point of this is that you practice it. But I'm like, okay, just the small nuances of mental health and anxiety issues and all of these things pop up like from a young age. And I think it's important to be super aware of it, not to try to manifest a mental health issue in a small child, but to be aware, like, let's do what we can to affirm some things early. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, And a lot of it, too, is like I was I think I may have brought this up to you privately before, like last week or something. But I wonder if there's something to the way that we like cheerlead like our kids, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and not preparing them for like having to work for things because like Milan is having the same problem where he's like, 
he's not great at handwriting either because what you're not born good at handwriting like none no. of them are just good at handwriting right but it's like frustrating for him he's like well i can't do it and i'm like no 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 <laughs> like I, the last thing i want is for him to just get this wall up because you can't take those walls down like there are still things that i work so hard to get around because like the wall is up like if you yeah. just say the word math i'm like uh. <laughs> Like, there are things like with work too that I just completely avoid and put off because I'd just rather not. And you like, you kind of reach a point where you're like, well, I know what I am good at. Yeah. So exactly. I'm not going to keep working, but I'm like, I don't want to see her relate something that she is good at. And she, every time she writes, she's very good, but right. to her, it doesn't come naturally. Right. But all of us face that. And right. I'm like, you okay, well, let me, that. let me try to be her advocate where she doesn't have the brain development yet to be her advocate because I see so much of what I have dealt with as an adult, Mm -hmm. obviously not getting frustrated at my handwriting because it's very good, but um, (laughs) again, pointed, but it's fine. (laughs) What has manifested itself in other ways that stem back to like, I'm not doing it well enough. That is like the, that would be my memoir. (laughs) Like not doing doing it well well enough. enough. Yeah. Yeah. The story of me, (laughs) but that, but that unfettered, Mm-hmm. grows a lot. And I know for you getting to the point of realizing like, Hey, I need some additional tools in my toolkit to help with my mental health. This is me speaking as you confusingly mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. was like a series of small events that were almost like that. Right. <laughs> that got yeah. you to where you were. Well, you know, for me, I looking back on it now, um, I really think I probably had like undiagnosed pars- postpartum anxiety Mm-hmm. with my second after my second pregnancy and it's not that i feel like um anyone failed me per se or i failed myself i think that i just lacked for a long time the language to describe or understand what was going on just because we don't talk about it enough like yeah. you know you know there's a there's an element of mental health that's like i need to add fitness to some extent and meditation mm-hmm you know, whatever works for you. Um, there's a huge element of it for me that is, uh, Albanese gummy bears from Publix. If those are not available, <laughs> I accept the legal brand as well. I'm over Haribo. And that is why, why they're not, okay. as good, they're not as good. The okay. white bag of Albanese gummy bears. Yeah. They sell it at the convenience store. I know. Um, purchase it there. That is not the resealable bag. I will only get the resealable bag. <laughs> I need, I need more than a convenience store baggie. (laughs) All I'm saying is I have ranked them. Um, I will also point out that I'm, I reached into my fridge for LaCroix and instead just got a can of wine that cost $1. So is that your lunch wine, your picnic wine? wine, Yes. Perfect. (laughs) Here at 38 PM. It's all fine. But there's, there's an element of this. That's like, what can I do? That's like a personal, like, um, like a comfort food level. And then there's an element where it's like you, we have to understand that it's okay to get help. And I think a huge part of our belief system as a society is like, there's value in pulling your, yourself up by your bootstraps. And if you can't do something yourself, it's almost like shameful to ask for help. I think our generation especially is like definitely flipping the script, especially when it comes to things like therapy and anti-anxiety and anti-depression medication. But I still think, you know, it just took me a while to even figure out that it wasn't right to be feeling like so anxious all the time. Like, yeah, I think that is a big, there are two big pieces for me, especially when it comes, becomes specifically to postpartum discussion is we have all these outlets to talk about how difficult motherhood is, which I think can be a really unifying thing. 
But at the same time, I think we have the tendency to amplify (laughs) these horror stories of motherhood so much that Mm -hmm. it makes it really difficult to identify when what we're feeling isn't typical because it feels like it should feel hard. Every day should feel very hard. Like I'm not in like a hospital ward with my baby right now. Right. Like Uh, I'm fine ultimately. Yeah. And for me, and I've talked, I've shared this a little bit before when I was diagnosed with postpartum anxiety, um, I expected to feel like I wanted to hurt my yes, kid. Yes, That's exactly. what, like when Brooke Shields went on Oprah, and this is like such a very um, vivid memory for me. She mm-hmm. talked about wanting to drive her car into a tree so that she and her baby would die. And mm-hmm. that when she had her baby, she felt no emotional attachment to her whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And that for her was postpartum depression. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I didn't feel that way. It was right. like hyper feeling um that felt too much and too big right it, but it felt like well this can't be it because what people do talk about isn't this right exactly and getting help feels very nebulous even mm-hmm. though you know the things you should do that's kind of part of the problem like i know what i should do now i'm caught in a cycle where i'm not doing it so now i feel guilty that i'm not doing that so if a doctor said well did you try these things I'd have to say no. Right, exactly. So it feels like, yes, it's great that we have the tools to be self-advocates. But when you're in the whirlwind of mental unwellness, Mm -hmm. grabbing one more thing to do feels too much, you know? Right. And I think especially now, like, um, I'm just trying to imagine if I had been like a new mom during this time, you know, where you just probably are so isolated. (laughs) Um, My sister-in-law is going through that right now. Um in that she is a new mom and, you know, she can't just like go to a library story time like I did yeah. or, you know, just try and make mom friends. You know, it's just very different. And, um, you know, I know for a lot of people too, it's like, you know, they're having to like quarantine at home and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, but I'm, I don't like have COVID. I still have my job. So I don't have much to complain about. Like, I think we just compare so much about like, well, my life isn't like as bad as a lot of people. So I should, it's the comparison game it's another version of the negativities of the comparison game. Like I don't have it as bad as them. So I'm fine. Instead of like, I don't have it as good as them. So I'm not fine. You know, like on the opposite side of the spectrum. And did you feel like when you started taking Zoloft or when you started employing some of the tech, the techniques to help, did you feel any kind of pressure that this should work? Like this should answer that. So I don't know how I'm supposed to feel now. Um, I think by that time I had talked it through so much and I had tried so many things myself, like for like a year and a half, I was just relying so heavily on like going to the gym and getting that time both by myself and working out that I was just like, if I couldn't get to the gym that day, I was just crushed, like it wrecked the whole day. So by the time I got to where I could talk to my doctor about it, it was just like a relief. And, mm-hmm. um, and it didn't, uh, she started me on the lowest dose possible. So the, I didn't really feel any difference for a little while. And then when she upped it just a little bit, I felt a, a big, just, just like a settling of my mind. Um, and then of course it's like, how much of this might be placebo effect. And then, you know, if it, but at the same time, like who cares if it is the placebo effect, like it's the result, like the net right. result is what I'm hoping for. So, so well, no, I, I don't, think- think I, really, I don't think I felt pressured in that way I felt more curious well I think that you have you are such a good example of also self-advocating for I think I need to adjust my dosage and I say that because um 
David struggles with pretty severe depression and anxiety. Um, it, since he stopped drinking and he's been sober almost four years now, um, he's had to really deal with what emotions feel like because mm-hmm. he was drinking to dull whatever he was feeling. Um, and while four years kind of feels like a long time, at the same time, there are kind of cyclical emotions that we deal with right. that he's had to figure out coping skills for. Um, and he was on Zoloft, Zoloft or Lexapro, I can't remember, but the same medication and the same dosage for seven or eight years um, and just felt like, well, I should feel better. Like right, I'm on right. this, I should just feel better. And it's interesting to watch somebody that you love very obviously not doing well and right. struggling. But when they're at a real low is when they're least likely to listen to you exactly. or yeah. like you manifest to them everything that they are worried about. Exactly. Like for David, it would manifest as him feeling like I was trying to control him or manipulate right. him right. or blaming things on medication, you know, like, so getting to the point that he started to realize like this, I am supposed to adjust this. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I should be able to ask because I think he felt very much like, okay, I voiced what the issue was. I got a medication for it that should fix it. Right. Um, like done. Yeah. So I can't go back to the doctor and say, this isn't working anymore. It must be something else that's going on. Right. Um, but you know, when it's an actual imbalance, a chemical imbalance, it needs to be tweaked just like you would tweak any kind right. of medication that right. you're on long-term. Um, so for him, he went back finally um, after some lows and um, added Wellbutrin to his mix. So he was taking Lexapro and Wellbutrin um, and again, felt like, okay, this should work. Mm-hmm. And it did for a bit and then it didn't anymore. Um, and during quarantine, he changed to a different medication completely, which has been helping a lot. But I think that sometimes too seasonally or I don't know if seasonal is the right word, but situationally, if you have an an imbalance or Mm -hmm. just a situation that's affecting your mental health, it's important to know that depression and anxiety are rolled into one. And so I think we were trying to chase, is this depression or is it anxiety? And ultimately it doesn't matter. (laughs) Like it's a, it's an illness that we are trying to treat period. Right. Um, But it is a interesting situation to figure out like, how much do I speak to this without it seeming accusing? <laughs> because well, yeah, that's what it hard, felt like. Like on a different, on a different level, like being on the other side of that, not really from that exact perspective, but like occasionally I've noticed that like a trigger for my anxiety is like when something goes wrong um, with Milan, especially regarding like schooling or something like that. It's just like really school is really stressful right now. So it's like, if something else goes wrong for him, it just, sets me off. Like I have an yeah. anxiety attack. And if I tell Pisan like, okay, I'm having an anxiety attack. Like he's like, Oh, wh- what's going on? And I'm like, doesn't matter. Anxiety is going on. Like then, mm-hmm. then it's like, it becomes so overwhelming for me to even like go through. I'm like, I'll just like walk away and like go lay down for like a half an hour and just try, you know, like deep breathing and that kind of thing. Um, because I'm like, I don't, I don't know how like anxiety, anxiety is happening. I have like yeah. a flood of like chemicals in my brain. I assume that's the explanation yeah. that are like actively working against my logical mind in this moment. Right. So it's just tough because like, if you're not having that, 
you don't know, you know, like what to say or not to say. It's not, it's not that it's a big problem. It's just like, there's a level of like, I'm kind of like by myself in this. Yeah. I mean, those are, uh, I want to talk about two different things off of what you just said, where I think too, it's even when you have the conversation, because there are times that David and I will have the same conversation where one thing I say can make him feel ashamed for what he's feeling. Mm -hmm. And the other, another time that we have it, it will make him feel understood. Totally. And when he, so with his, you know, I can kind of see it coming. Like, I don't, I would love to hear anybody else who deals with um, depression more specifically, but if you feel like there are flare ups is what I kind of (laughs) feel like they are. And Uh He blames air pressure, which I do not discount because it does seem like certain times of the year there. We just kind of see it coming and I can just tell when it's coming when he's in. Oh, it's like a real. Sad. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Like, because I think I have a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's like three or four ways to like prepare for it for this year. <laughs> for him, it's like three or four times a year for about mm-hmm. a week are really hard. Right. And we kind of have a week where we know it's coming and, um, Or there are times when I've known, hey, we need to adjust medication, I think. But being able to talk about like the way you are feeling, it it has to be an imbalanced situation because you have everything that you could want. Right. Me. By that I mean, you have me. So (laughs) so that's all you need. Your life is perfect. And like you have a, a healthy marriage. You have three beautiful children we're employed. Right. You know, there are all these things that should be feeling good, but the overwhelm of what isn't feeling good is overshadowing that. And sometimes if I say that he feels very ashamed because he knows that. Right. And so he feels shame that he feels how he feels. Other times he's like, that's exactly it. Like that is why I'm feeling this way. Right. But I have to figure out how to share that in a way that's like, I'm here with you. Right. I'm not, there's no shame. It's just how can I help empower you or stand in the gap where you're not able to, you know, yeah. I will literally make you an appointment. Don't worry. I have it. I have a, I have it ready. Right, <laughs> you know, like right. I would rather do it. I've got but, some speaker now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just take me off hold. I promise they're already right. there. Um, but on the other hand, I deal with it still while I'm not on Zoloft anymore. I get these clouds of like, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, feeling very isolated or lonely or like mm-hmm. suddenly I don't have anyone I can talk to. Mm-hmm. For, today I felt that way. There was nothing wrong. Right, it right, right. just, I felt very detached from everybody. And I'm like, this is how this works. It tricks you into thinking that you don't have anybody. When right. I could have called or texted a number of people, right. but it still feel, it felt like the effort it would take to try to articulate what I'm feeling, which yeah. I don't even know, is too vast to even try without somebody being very, very alarmed. And there would be no reason to be alarmed. But yeah, you can't do it like hard. in the moment. Like, no, it's it's just a different thing. And I think that's why, like, in the moment, if it's like, oh, what's you know, what's going on? It's 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 almost like offensive of a question, even though it's right, not because it's like, but it like, almost feels like it minimizes it. Right. right, like, right. It, yes. That's exactly it. And it's like, I just need to, I guess, go through this. I need you to take over with literally. Mm-hmm. And then there's an added layer of guilt. Cause like, I feel like anytime, probably anyone feels this way to some level, like anytime that you can't operate to a level that you usually do, mm-hmm. um, whether you're a parent, whether you're an employee or a, partner, whatever it is, there's an added layer of like, 
oh, they're fine and I'm not right now. So like, mm-hmm. I feel bad about that. Um, so... Uh, carbonation lunch lunch wine hitting hard (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's LaCroix but better (laughs) Uh, this is why we're supposed to do still water Um, as you're chugging your diet Dr. Pepper I just want everyone to know I'm not the only uh, guilty party here also a LaCroix (laughs) (laughs) you really do have both Um, anyway I just think um I think if there's anything, uh, your friend commented on one of, one of our conversations last week about, um, Oh, I forget what we posted about. It was something, it was, it was something about, Oh, maybe it was my post. She commented on my post, (laughs) my friend, Oh, hey, (laughs) (laughs) my friend commented on, um, my new friend who, uh, yet another friend of yours that I have taken as my own friend now. (laughs) Okay, Christopher Columbus. Right, exactly. Um, was talking about like, uh, maybe I need Zoloft because I talked about that in an Instagram mm-hmm. post recently. And I'm like pushing it as if I like somehow benefit from this. Like financially, you were, like, I'm like cheerleading her like, yes, you should. do. You should talk <laughs> to your doctor because I, you know, a big part of it is there is a, this movement that's been going around since, of, since the 90s of like not trusting your doctor based on like vaccines and stuff like that. And um, also I think medicine has changed quite a bit. And I understand that things, you know, things are not, things have not always been to where it's like the patient is always right. For example. Right. Again, I just watched one flew over the cuckoo's nest and let me tell you, uh, I yes. wish lobotomies were back. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so I understand that, but I'm saying like in this day and age, you should be able to find a doctor you trust. And if you don't trust your doctor, even if you can't really say why, even if it's like, I don't know, I'm just not keep looking like don't give up because you should Mm -hmm. have a doctor you trust and can talk about with these things without feeling any sort of way about it. So if you can don't settle, I mean, it's not personal to them. They will have other clients like, well, and to utilize, please utilize like online portals, (laughs) messaging portals for your doctor, because you know, my therapist kept telling me to call and make an appointment. And I'm like, I I can't do it. Uh, Like there was something that just would not allow me to do that because it felt like I am wasting their time. Like there's no, they have other and more important people to see. Yeah. But being able to message my doctor made all the difference because I'm like, this is an email. It's like, well, they told me, you know, like, well, they said I had to come in. I tried. And I knew in person I would minimize everything I was feeling like, "Eh, you know, I've got kind of some bad days or it's so weird. Like I keep the depression and anxiety questions. Oh, totally. Cause it's like, Oh, I just check on my kid a lot. And it's like, no, no, no. I'm like, can't not. It's a compulsive thing. Right. Um, But being able to also then reread what I wrote because as we talked about last week, I'm forever like wishing it hadn't said stuff, Mm -hmm. being able to reread it to feel like, is this an accurate depiction of what I feel was really helpful versus getting in the car and being like, I didn't say, or I should say. So they just kind of read it back to me. And I was like, yeah, yep. That still, that still feels right. And I even tried to minimize it from there, but they had my words. So there was no, yeah. Yeah, that's true. It definitely helps to like contact them ahead of time. And it, it, even if it's like your first time with this person, because I know like for me, I there was like a long period of my life where I went without having a general doctor, general care practitioner, whatever, because like you're anytime you're pregnant, you pretty much just go to your OBGYN. And then while you're nursing, you just like 
it takes like mm-hmm. moms, I feel like forever to get back into a routine with like an actual doctor. Uh, one day my pediatrician prescribed uh, medicine for me. It was for thrush. <laughs> it was for thrush, but I was like, this is going to work out so well for me. <laughs> I'm like, Let me tell you my other ailments. <laughs> She's like, this you. has nothing to do with your baby. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's another example of like, you know, not putting the breathing mask on yourself first or whatever, but I hate that analogy, but I get it. It's a useful analogy. I I hate it. Wait, tell me why you hate it. I get it. I can be convinced otherwise. No, it's it's my whole reason that I haven't even gotten into uh, other than our text about why I don't like the give yourself grace thing. Because if you are not good at giving yourself grace or putting the oxygen on yourself first, it feels like you're not doing something right and you're doing something wrong. And it's basically something you'll never do. I'll never do that. Right. But it also then feels self-congratulatory since we glorify, sorry, now while I have the mic, because we, (laughs) (laughs) because we glorify busyness, it sounds so like, you know, I hate people who say I'm the type of person who I hate it. Right. But if if I were to say I'm the type of person who would never put the oxygen mask on myself, it feels like I am congratulating myself for that. Good luck to you. Right. Like, oh, I'm so glad you can find the time to take care of yourself. I'm so glad you, know? you don't love your children. Right. But like we glorify that. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah, hate yeah. that. No, I get that. Anyway, I get that. It's a good analogy. It is. Yeah. I get that for sure. Um, Never say it to me, but it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I take back everything I said. Um, no, I, I do get what you're saying. Um, I forget why I said it in the first place. No. <laughs> yeah, you're regretting it now. <laughs> okay, well, here's the other thing that will be so unhelpful to people, but it's how I feel. Okay. So <laughs> one of my friends has a daughter who is dealing with anxiety kind of newly. I think that she's had it in the works for herself for a while, but has felt like situationally, it's a, a time that she's really experiencing um, some real manifested anxiety. And so my friend has asked me because... I've shared a lot about my experience and we're pretty similar. Um, you know, like, what do I do for her? What do I say to her? And it's so hard to tell somebody if you're loving somebody who is dealing with this, here's the X, Y, Z of what you should do. Don't right. you feel like it's more of a playbook of here's what you don't do? Like, yeah. I don't yeah. know how to answer that. Cause I'm like, I don't know because like Passan is not doing the wrong thing by being like, what are you anxious about? No, no. And not, not even because he's like, he's not like, what are you anxious about? He's like, what's going on? What can I do to help? And mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, that was That's how David's always like, just let me take something off your plate. And I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, like, right. I can't. right. Like that wasn't the right, that wasn't the wrong thing to say. And it wasn't the wrong, um, uh, it wasn't the wrong intention at all. Right. <laughs> it's not helpful. It's wrong. <laughs> Definitely what I feel like is very unhelpful is to be reminded of all the good things. <laughs> like oh, I really don't need to know what's going well. Like that does not matter to me. It, yeah. it, that is in a uh, lives on a different sphere right. and knowing about them, like exactly like I was telling David, like you have all these really good things. Like it's not the right thing to do when someone's right. really in the middle of a struggle because right. they know it and they feel <laughs> worse. Why are you upset? You have me. <laughs> here I am. Um, oh, all your problems. <laughs> don't worry. I've David, already figured uh, this DM out for you. We'll just maybe we'll get Caroline in touch with like a therapist. <laughs> right. I've got David's pre-prescription ready for when he's ready to adjust. David, his perhaps, you know what? DM me if you need help, honestly, because this seems like a controlling situation. 
Yeah, it's weird to have a folder of like all the medications he should try. Dosing him in sleep. Here, would you like a glass of water? And you've like emptied a capsule into it. <laughs> yeah, I've watched enough ID network. I know. I know how right, these well, women and now roll. You're about to watch Ratchet. So, like, also, David, don't <laughs> let Caroline watch this. Man, <laughs> man, what this podcast? The crimes that this podcast already is implicating me on. I don't know. This feels this feels unsafe. <laughs> um, as well. Like we really push a lot of like very gray area at the least stuff. <laughs> it's 2020. What is black and Um, survival is really the only thing (laughs) but I just I mean I don't I I feel like we always end this of like I don't know what you should do but I mean definitely I think don't tell somebody all the good things they have because they know I think encourage people to seek medical help like that's what I think because like it's great advice to meditate it's great advice to do some cardio those things all do help relieve stress but I also think I also think sometimes it can feel minimalizing. And you know what? You're never wrong encouraging someone to seek medical advice because maybe they don't need medication, but at least a doctor is telling them that. And at least a doctor can, like, at least they'll know, you know, if Mm -hmm. my doctor was like, I really don't think this is the right thing. I would have been like, you're so right. I apologize for wasting your time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, totally. And I think never, never downplay how you're feeling. I mean, this I'm going to sound like I'm making light of the situation, but I'm not really. But there are a lot of do though. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. But okay, again, I will say I'm not currently medicated, and while I say this, it will sound as though I need to be, but I'm not, and I won't. I don't need to be. So (laughs) you want to DM Caroline and ask her to see her medical professional? Reach out. Okay, listen. So don't make fun of you're going to feel like a real asshole when I tell you this, but that's probably true. I'm still going to make fun. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay, perfect. (laughs) So I'd read an article a while ago that really put into words how I felt when I was having postpartum anxiety, when I would kind of joke, but very much feel like I wanted to go into a coma for like a week or two and like, right, right. Where I would be like, all I want truly wanted was to not die, but to have something happen to me where I would go away for a while. Yeah. That's what I, I really wanted. I again, like thought that I thought that about a coma. Um, yes. And that is a major sign of depression. It's called secondary suicidal ideation. Thanks. Where you're like, I just want to go somewhere. Right. So I have felt good during quarantine. We talked before about how I've been thriving. We talked about really all the reasons I love coronavirus. Really? Everyone else is suffering except <laughs> for you. Um, but in June, sometime, it doesn't matter. Time doesn't matter. Um, I kept, every time I would close my eyes, I would have these visions of jumping off a building and I was going on walks and a walk from our neighborhood to a park, you walk over the interstate, a bridge over the interstate. Mm, And when I was struggling with postpartum anxiety, I could not take the girls across that bridge because I just pictured it all too much. Right. And so for these months, I walked across it one day and all I could picture was jumping off of it. I didn't want to. I just couldn't not think about it. And when I went to an event... I like could not park at the top of the parking deck because I could not stop thinking about jumping off a building. Right. And it was very disturbing to me yeah. because I'm like, I don't want, I'm not feeling like I want to do this, but right. I cannot very graphically not picture this. Right. So I Googled having suicidal ideation, uh-huh. but I'm not suicidal. Right. But everything was like banners would come up like 
the suicide hotline, like right. chat, chat, live chat now. Um, and one night I clicked on it because I'm like this. I don't feel suicidal, but I'm having these thoughts. Right, right, right. Um, and I, first of all, I was so grateful that those toolkits were there because were I feeling like emergently in need, right, right, right. it was there. Yeah. And obviously I felt a certain way to click on it, mm-hmm. you know, dark, dark enough to click on it. I was astounded <clears throat> that the, the weight, cause there was a weight, it was like 86 people deep at the time of day. And I was like, wow, like what a picture of how many people are on this. Yeah. And they have a lot of messaging to like keep you waiting. Cause I was like, man, oh, yeah. I, if I were in a really bad place, like right. I would probably feel discouraged by this. Right. I'd be like, well, um, that's, that's a sign. I would probably keep yeah. that as a sign. But everything is so anonymous. And I left it before, like, because I felt like, okay, I'm not emergent. I know I'm not going to hurt myself. I don't want to hurt myself. Right. But it was interesting to experience that of like, there are things that even when you are just Googling, right. that things pop up because sometimes to me, the step to tell somebody else that I know, I'd rather tell a stranger very many things about myself than someone that I know really oh, well. Yeah, yeah. And it was really great to have that. And um, I don't know. So I feel like if it feels too intimidating to you <laughs> to um, tell somebody that you love mm-hmm. because of whatever reason, um, it, there are tools that you can just chat with somebody and they're not all suicide prevention. There are just sites that you can chat with somebody who can talk to you Um and that was a real comfort. That's good to know. That's very good to know. And who knows, that might be really useful for someone listening or just to pass along. Yeah. But um, I think too, like we, you and I both were um, very moved by that book we just read. I'm fine. Yes. Neither are oh, you. And do that. you go for it then. Well, that in that book, and I don't want to give any spoilers of the book, but the book made me stop halfway and text Caroline and say, are you high? Like, is there anything you want to tell me? <laughs> like, cause it's just one of those books that makes you kind of examine your life. And especially as a mom, um, just because the two characters are both of them are moms. Um, and one of the characters, the main character sounds exactly like Caroline wrote this book. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it made, I was like, I feel like we should like make a pact. <laughs> like if yes. either of us are like feeling some kind of way, you know, or it's, it's just, it makes you think because like, there's just, sometimes it is just easier to not talk about things. Like mm-hmm. I was just thinking in June, I was like packing and moving and stuff. Like it probably wouldn't have occurred to you to like text me and say, you know, what's really weird is I'm thinking about like jumping off of a building. You're not thinking about right. it. Like, yeah, yeah. I keep to, picturing it. You'd yeah. like have to go into so much detail. Like you'd have to like totally. be like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And and then it would be like, well, what if she takes it the wrong way? Like, because yeah, I don't want somebody to make a fuss over it. Right. And it's hard to talk about something that feels extreme because if you told me that about yourself, I would be like, I need to tell Passan. I need to right. call Ed exactly. and exactly. I just need to kind of like round up the troops. Right. When it's like, I think there's some normalization of having moments when all of us feel that way, right. even about like, I just want to go into a coma for a while. Right. Where you can talk about it and be like, I just understand. Like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. For sure. Does this, and so thinking about telling somebody can kind of feel like this feels like more trouble than it's going to be worth. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, she touches on that in the book, um, the author, about like checking in with someone 
and you know her this the one the main character's friend at one point had said something like uh oh i'm a mess or like oh my house is a mess and Mm -hmm. the main character was like oh you look fine like haha like kind of brushed it off and then later she's like should I, you know, is this, is this a cry for help? Did I just Mm -hmm. brush her off? Cause she compares it to the main character. I can't remember her name. Annie. No, Annie. Was it Annie? Yeah. I think it was Annie. Um, the main character is Annie. She compares it to Annie being frustrated with her husband. Cause she'll put on a nice outfit and say, how do I look? And her husband barely looks up and it's like, no, you look great. You look great. And then she's like, Oh, this is like what I'm doing to my friend. When she says like, oh, my house is a mess or I'm a mess, whatever it was in the book. And she's like, no, Mm -hmm. are you kidding me? It's great. Like, or her marriage, whatever it was in in that example, which really hit home with me because as, you know, people, any people talking to each other, if someone says like, my house is a mess, I'm a mess, blah, blah, some some sort of self-deprecating thing, our natural Mm -hmm. inclination is to be like, oh my gosh, no, it's not. You look great. What are you talking about? You're crazy. And it's like, there's there's an element of you you want to be encouraging and you want to be like a good girlfriend and lift up you know all the women but then it's like maybe that could also be detrimental in some ways because like it could really you know to some people feel like well no i'm not crushing it and now i feel like i can't be like awkward about it and say like no i'm not actually am right yeah so Anyway, it's just really, it's food for thought. Like, it's not like, hey, everyone change what you're doing. It's just food for thought. Just think about it. Well, and I think too, like figuring out what it is that you thrive in because sometimes that can become its own cage. You know, like I had been originally, this is such a small, like weird example, but I had talked about it before when I was recapping like our days on Insta stories Mm -hmm. that we were doing. I really started to like people being like, you're the, you have it all together. Like this is amazing. And I started to thrive on it. And then I felt like if we had a day that was really terrible, I wasn't going to not recap because I I felt like I've put this forward. Now I'm going to be this. So then I started to try to put like summaries at the beginning. Like this was a really hard day because this, this and this happened. Here's still what we did that was fun. But this was a hard day because I'm like, there's got to be like some element of I'm posting these for, for my memory I don't want to remember hard days necessarily, but I also want to be authentic because if somebody else is feeling like, oh, wow, she's doing these things and seems to have it together. Right. Not like I'm any time kind of influencer. Bad time. Right. But I also felt like, well, if I'm really having a hard day, do people, do I feel like I can't share that because right. I don't want to be a complainer. I don't want to be a whiner and look at all these fun things I've done. You right. know what I mean? Oh, nor do I want it to feel like a cry for help that people then need to tell me what a great job I'm doing because right. I don't like, need that either. Oh, this is so hard. And then you get a bunch of like, uh, yeah, like you're, you are killing no, it. You you're are, crushing right. it. Exactly. I, it's just, it's hard. My biggest takeaway is to just try and dig down more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really know what that looks like. I guess it's just, especially that book was just more of a, like, foghorn <laughs> for yeah, me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Man, I don't know why that's like what came to my All mind. All I picture is foghorn like horn. <laughs> As I said it, I both heard the sound of like one of those like boats and saw foghorn like horn. Um, anyway, I guess for me, it was just like, I don't know, rethink things just that book yeah. in particular. And it's funny that it took us like 45 minutes to bring up that book in this conversation because it was actually a huge 
It's actually really relevant. It was a big catalyst to both of us. I know. I was like, how much do we do this? But I felt like if I talked about it longer, I'd want to make this a book recap. I know. I know. I know. Um, But if you haven't read um, I'm Fine and Neither Are You by Camille Pagan, we both highly recommend it. Yeah. And uh, my sister-in-law is reading it right now. Oh, good. That's cool. She um, took my library books. (laughs) Oh, perfect. Is she going to return them on time for you? I feel like a sense of anxiety when I have library books out now, too. I'm like, this is getting out of hand. Okay, so what is your Zoloft dose? Like, do (laughs) it? Not good enough. I don't know. Like, I've got my my simpler wines. I've got my bag of gummy bears. And I've got my Zoloft dose. And like, evidently, it's a small happy pill. (laughs) Again, lobotomies are underrated. Exactly. exactly. Then I read it. Don't, if you are a fan of lobotomies for whatever reason don't read about rosemary kennedy because she'll really bring you down never mind never mind it's fine oh now you're gonna look it up obviously i am (laughs) (laughs) all right well to end to end this on a really good note there's somebody who is struggling with mental illness and it did not go well but (laughs) but please know we are always here if we are a stranger to you and you feel more comfortable dming us that is great we are happy to be your sounding board and i think too it's also trusting in a friendship that when you share something you will not be known as a whiner or complainer (laughs) to share like a real struggle and for me i guess I can deal with a lot of really, really big things going wrong. But then like if my kid can't put their shoe on correctly, that's right. when I lose it. Right, exactly. And I think just being able to share like I can tell that to someone without them thinking that I am like an irrational mom. Because yes. And seeing like these buildups are not the same. It's always like something completely innocuous that makes me really melt down. Exactly. And have a hard time coming back from. Right. Yep. Totally. Totally. And it just... It, it's the things because then you it feels so self-defeating because it's like my five-year-old couldn't put their shoes on and I'm like raging right now like why is yeah what, what's wrong yeah, with my, me as a person yeah my three-year-old lost their levy and I'm like sighing and rolling my eyes right. like right. I don't know exactly these are, these are, exactly. Anyway. These are well, hard times reach out if you need help to us or anyone okay. all right well we'll take I totally agree and we'll take a quick break and be right back for a brief it sounded like a good idea Um, all right. So I've got a quick, good idea. Last week, um, Caroline's story about vaccines last week has been the talk of my family. (laughs) Uh, I spent the weekend with my in-laws and my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, and it was fantastic to have a little break. And, um, I've just like the monotony has been getting to me, like all the days being the same, including the weekends. It's like too much. So that helped quite a bit. And we talked about Norbeth and her flu shot. A lot. And I did update them that this year's went well. Uh, it did go So, well. you know, it was just a big part of conversation. So that's all I'll say about that. That makes me so happy and so weirded out. That's <laughs> it's all, it's again, it's all normal. Um, but while we were there, my mother-in-law has um, training in Montessori education and is greatly invested in my children's education, more so than me, for sure. That's fantastic. And... Um, she, I told her that the one thing Milan's teacher said that he needed to work on was handwriting, which again, if you know me and I've seen you write anything, you're not surprised. But so she made, like she wrote, she took like a composition notebook, but like a, like a child's one with like the two dots in the mm-hmm. dotted line, two lines in yep. the dotted line. And 
made pages for him to trace over just over and over oh, like just cool. lines and numbers and letters and she even did like some sinhalese letters which is um the language they some people in sri lanka speak and um just for him to like work on his pen control and all that. And she like, okayed this with me. She was like, I'm going to tell him that if he just does five pages this whole week, cause we're going to see them again this weekend, I will buy him a game for the switch, the Nintendo switch that he's obsessed with. And I'm like, Oh, okay. okay yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking, does she know how many <laughs> games are okay? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. we'll cross that bridge later, <laughs> but, um, so she told him the next day. You don't day, have to your handwriting today, Milan. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So she told him the next day. She, her, to be clear, she is buying this game for him. No, I understand okay. that. So she told him the next day, and he was super pumped. That was yesterday. We got home yesterday evening. He finished all his assigned pages today. You are kidding me. Monday as we're recording this. Okay. Well, obviously, parents have no power. It's all about everyone else in their lives. I know. So I'm like, first of all, why am I trying to do anything? Second of all, bribery works. Third of all, like what now? <laughs> like we can't, right. we can't keep buying him Switch games. Like those things cost like sixty dollars. Doesn't matter. That's you can you can use his college fund now so that he will actually get to college. Like please, Milan, just do this like math assignment for the day. What do you want? Tell me what you want. Just please. Yeah, do but it. he's not going to want to do anything the rest of the week. I know. Oh, I know. Man. I'm like oh. My gosh, I should have told him there's a rule to like only do one to two pages a day max. Like it's, I don't know. But that's rough. Yeah. So that's where we're at. You can't incentivize. You can't incentivize. I know. I know. I'm like, that's fantastic. That's a fantastic idea. That's a really good idea. (laughs) Well, I also wanted to tell you, I just realized this. I was taking care of your cat this weekend right um complainingly if i do say so okay myself. well when <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> when when the door that was supposed to have been left open was locked and i texted you about it and your response immediately was can you not jimmy it with a credit card right yeah but get <laughs> help him <laughs> Like, yeah. Well, wreck one of, of your credit cards. How hard is it? <laughs> Jasper needs his wet food. Yeah. Well, your cat was being needy and was <laughs> meowing so loudly that the girls heard and were like adamant that I do try to break into your house. And let right. me tell you, you hired a badass to be your pet sitter because <laughs> I jibbied that effing door with a credit card, which I've never, nope, not a credit card. I don't have those debit cards. Okay. And, Immediately Wells Fargo, if you could send me a replacement. (laughs) Yeah, I I really was like, my wallet just got stolen. These are brand new replacement cards. (laughs) 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 This is all I have. I had no other option because all of my other cards got stolen. We'll have to pay in cash with everything from here on out. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, which I had just done for a week while I waited for this replacement card. But it popped right open. So either you need a better door or anyone who has criminal needs should hire me because I can get right in but Jane Ellis stole Maya's pink balloon I didn't know even know if you've had it but I don't she, know what that is even so there's a pink balloon in Maya's room uh it is now Jane Ellis's lovey and she has been sleeping with it every night a which balloon? feels just a balloon. yeah it feels very unsafe but just that's what balloon. she just a plain pink balloon wow. she oh, has been sleeping with it every night that is so hysterical that's actually lasted since her birthday so that's been about that's over a month now 
Wow. Yeah. Well, it lives here now. So absolutely not. Absolutely not. I can't do balloons anymore. Those people are like making me go broke on balloons ever since <laughs> I started that tradition for birthdays. <laughs> oh boy. Well, that's great. So your house is quite the nexus of fun and learning. Exactly. So that's good. You are welcome. Again, you're welcome for the privilege of <laughs> helping you feel. Someone said you were a good friend on Instagram. <laughs> yes, that's right. And, and I'm I like, am. excuse me, I know that your cup is filled by helping others. So I asked you to help me knowing that you would feel good about it. So I never want to be friend. Nope. See, you got it all wrong. I never want to, I never want to be obligated to help someone. I want to do it. So it seems like a selfless act. I was waiting for you to volunteer, but you didn't. So (laughs) it didn't even occur to me. It didn't even occur to me. But now I was so inspired by watching imposters. I knew how to break in and now your house will never be safe. TV saves the day yet again. (laughs) All right, we'll be back here next week and we'll see you then. Have a good week. 